we are back. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you here. I am Dr. Taylor, your worker consultant, and um, going to have a really cool episode to talk about today. This is a topic that I get a lot of questions about in my office when I see patients because um, it's about your money. So we're going to talk today about how to figure out uh, what your impairment rating and scheduled award, you know, what to expect, how much money should you get, and what body parts are covered. We covered it briefly in topic uh, before, and this time we're going to go a little more in depth and cover it in a little more detail. So I uh, recommend you get uh, pulled up and uh, get your coffee going if uh, you're new to the show. So welcome. If someone has invited you or you found us on the internet, welcome. And I appreciate those of you who've been uh, sharing the show with others. I'm really grateful for that. And uh, as always, when we get started with our show, we always start off getting together and pouring a cup of coffee. So we'll get that coffee going. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So we got our coffee going. Let's, uh, let's get started. So one of the things I want to talk to you guys about today is, um, is the monetary... Um, the monetary percentages and expectations that are associated with scheduled awards and a little more detail about that as I said before. So let's dive right in, get your note pen and paper out and uh, let's talk about scheduled awards and go into more detail about it today. So as I said before, welcome to the show. Uh, here at Federal Workers Comp Coffee Break Podcast, we tend to discuss all sorts of topics related to OWCP and the FECA Act and the Department of Labor and Longshore and any other type of federal workers' compensation, including VA. In this short coffee break format, we'll discuss common topics related to filing and appreciate uh, you know, how to really appreciate what is involved in your claim and understand the rules, the provisions, the rights, the responsibilities, which cover all the things that you know, your employing agency is responsible for as well as you, and how to help you be successful in navigating federal workers' comp to assist with your claim. So without further ado, let's dive in because this is a uh, topic that I, I, got a, I got a few emails about that I realized because of the questions from the podcast that I didn't go in enough detail about some things that people had asked me about. So what I want to talk about is um, is scheduled awards. Now let's review just for a second if you haven't listened to the pre previous podcast about scheduled awards. Scheduled awards is what you would qualify for for a work-related injury settlement in a federal worker work injury claim. So if you're a government employee, um, you're qualified for what's known as a settlement that's uh, called a scheduled award. Your federal worker work-related injury must have resulted in the loss or loss of use of the parts of the body listed in the FECA Acts and the DFEC procedure manuals table. Okay, there's a table. So loss of a body part simply means that a specific part of your body was cut off or was amputated, but the loss of use is where the details are in because that's where 99% of, of these scheduled awards are in. So we're going to go through that. So let's start off first off with discussing the, um, the actual verbiage from FECA. Okay, so this is um, 5 U.S.C. 8107 B19 in the FECA Act, Com compensation is provided for specific periods of time for the impairment loss or loss of use of certain members, organs, and function of the body. 
Such loss or loss of use is known as permanent impairment. Compensation for proportionate periods of time is payable for partial loss or loss of use of each member. Organ or function. 5 U.S.C., like I said, 8107B19, evaluates the degree of impairment to schedule members. Okay, that's uh, schedule members' organs and functions as defined in 5 U.S.C. According to the standards set forth in the specifics, that's my OWCP, edition of the American Medical Association's Guide to the Evaluation of Permanent Impairment, currently the sixth edition. In order to receive a scheduled award, the person must be rated by an approved OWCP physician who is certified and knows the AMA Guides to the Evaluation of Permanent Impairment, sixth edition, otherwise known as the AMA Guide. Prior to receiving the rating, the person has to have reached maximum medical improvement, which is commonly uh, referred to as MMI. So that's the OWCP uh, rules, provisions, procedure manual stuff. So I want to go into what all that means in a little more detail here. So submitting your scheduled award request was what one of the emails had asked me about. And he was asking about, explain to me how to submit for it. And so I'm going to go back over that. We touched on it a little bit. I want to go into more detail. First of all, when you see receive your medical report, you want to send it to OWCP with a cover letter. Okay, the cover letter is should say in the cover letter that you are requesting a scheduled award. So don't just send in a CA-7, the form that we use. You want to send it in with a cover letter. Now, you know you can e-comp it. You know you can send it by mail. But make sure that if you're a federal worker that you complete the employee portion of the CA-7, okay, that's box 1 through 7, and then there's box 8 through 15, that's for the employing agency. So you request a completed copy of the CA-7 form from the employing agency. And then the employing agency has five working days to submit the CA-7 on your behalf to OWCP. If you're retired and applying for a scheduled award, federal regulations allow an application to be submitted with a cover letter requesting a scheduled award as long as there was a previous CA-7 file. Okay, so those two things I've been asked in the past and I wanted to go over that. You need to do the cover letter because CA-7s are used for lots of money reimbursement. Okay, buyback leaves, uh, there's there's all kinds of mileage, well, not mileage, that's 957, but um, there, are, there are lots of scenarios where you're getting paid back for things you incurred as expenses, and it's done through the CA-7. Now, if, you are, um, if you're going to do a scheduled award, okay, scheduled awards are generally not payable concurrent with OWCP wage loss compensation benefits, okay? So... Scheduled awards are payable concurrent with wages or retirement benefits, but they are not concurrent with wage loss compensation. So if you're an employee that has a job-related injury that caused um, impairment in one body part, for example, that entitles to you to a scheduled award and at the same time have a different job-related injury to a different body part that is disabling, both wage loss compensation and scheduled award may be paid concurrently because they're separate cases. Scheduled awards paid by OWCP do not constitute a settlement or final payout. They are a payout of the current status when you're at MMI, but you still are eligible for medical benefits. Receiving a scheduled award does not end the right to consent to continue receiving your OWCP medical benefits, such as um, 
payments of medical bills, reimbursement of, say, transportation expenses, uh, travel back and forth to your medical appointments, wage loss compensation benefits when you're off work, etc. So scheduled awards and, um, and Social Security and VA disability is a couple of the other emails that I got that I realized I didn't go in enough detail about. So I want to talk about this part as well. Um, you know, in our clinic that uh, Dr. Thomas and I especially, we do a lot of VA disability nexus reports. We do them for free. I never charge VA um, employees or vets. I just don't believe in it. Uh, more than happy to help you is, uh, with your VA disability. And also, we work closely with some VSOs that are very good at helping you get qualified for something you think that you uh, have uh, that's a, um, a service-related disability. But when you talk about VA and Social Security disability, there are some real choices to make when you're doing a scheduled award. Okay, so let's go through that. Let's first touch on Social Security disability. There's also uh, an important and dangerous limitation that arises when you are entitled to Social Security disability benefits as well. You understand that you're, you're covered under the Federal Employees Retirement System. That's called FERS, F-E-R-S. They're required to apply for Social Security disability benefits in order to obtain FERS disability requirements. So Social Security regulations provide for dollar-for-dollar offset of Social Security disability benefits if you're receiving workers' compensation disability benefits. Now, Social Security considers OWCP scheduled awards as disability benefits and will deduct the full amount of any Social Security disability benefits due. So Social Security will report the full amount of the deduction to the IRS as taxable income. That's not good, even though it never was paid to the actual injured worker being you. So as a result, federal workers that are covered by the Federal Employees Retirement System first, you may be entitled to a scheduled award and concurrently entitled to disability retirement, but you need to seek advice and find out by your union representatives, your OWCP specialists, or even the National Business Agents Office to reach out, uh, or even reach out to me if you want, for assistance in my email, because your Social Security disability benefits, um, you may not want to accept them, even if you're qualified for them, because your, your, um, your benefits um, financially are considerably going to be reduced and affected if you apply for Social Security disability and accept disability payments. So those two don't go well together. Be very careful when you do that. Second, VA disability ratings. Now, under FECA, an injured federal worker whose claim is accepted is entitled to medical benefits and wage loss compensation. Okay, that we know that. But for federal workers who already have some form of a DVA disability rating, applying for some FECA benefits may require an election. Okay, you're going to have to decide. Are you going to choose your VA benefits and FECA benefits because an injured worker with a DVA disability rating for the same area of injury that your workers' comp injury is, um, has occurred at? will often receive more uh, from the increase of their DVA disability rating than from their actual OWCP scheduled award. So injured workers with DVA disability ratings should contact their, their VSOs or their national business office or, or me 
uh, because you, you want to make sure that you don't step on those two. I have a patient who was a VA disability guy. They ended up with an OWCP scheduled award, and part of that award was partly an area that was given compensation from the VA, and he ended up being having to pay it all back because the VA found out about it, and he had to pay his scheduled award back, and it really hurt him financially, and he didn't know about it. So these are very important things to know. Now, we went, let's talk about method of payments as well. Scheduled awards are paid for a certain number of weeks. Okay, I got several emails about this. So when you're trying to calculate this, you want to calculate by multiplying the percentage of impairment of a body part. Okay, that's the part that we talked about before in the other podcast, which is your impairment rating that was done using the AMA guidelines by your rating physician, either your treating physician who is certified or knows the AMA guides, or by a second opinion doctor or another doctor you're referred to. So multiply the percentage of impairment of a body part times the number of weeks set out in the schedule in the FECA table for that body part. Now we're gonna go over that table in just a second. Each week of the scheduled award is paid at the employee's compensation rate, which is weekly salary, okay, times two thirds or three fourths, depending on whether the employee is single with no dependents, because that's when you're two-thirds, or married or otherwise claim one or more dependents, then it's three-quarters, okay? So let me break this down a little bit more. Scheduled awards are only given employees with accepted federal workers' compensation claims, okay? That's first. They are dispersed for regional permanent impartial impairment to a body part that is listed on the OWCP table schedule that is set up by FECA. If the injured part of your body is not a scheduled member, then you are not entitled to a scheduled award. Now, if your body part is listed on the FECA OWCP schedule table, look at the corresponding number of weeks of compensation that the body part is eligible in its entirety. Okay, there are some body parts that are not rateable, and we discussed this a little bit in the last podcast, but remember, the example that is most important to know is that the spine, the neck, the mid-back, and the back is not a covered body part under the recent OWCP table, I think for the last, I'd seen, at least since 2011. Fortunately, you received a schedule, if you receive, you can receive, sorry, you receive a scheduled award due to the effect a back or neck injury has on a body part that does appear in the tables, okay? So if your neck is bothering the sensory of the skin in your arm or the motor um, in your arm because you have a pinched nerve in your neck and it's a spine condition, but they won't rate that, but the, that spine condition affects your use or the loss of use or it's impaired part of the rateable portion of the extremity, like the arm, leg, or hand, um, those can receive a scheduled award because they are affecting the uh, other body part that is included in the table. For example, all right, if you have a back injury and you permanently affect a nerve in, say, your arm, that causes permanent weakness, loss of sensation, loss of range of motion, etc. The nerve damage may entitle you to a scheduled award, but here's the important part to know about. You're not going to get a scheduled award for your back injury, but the compensable diagnosis of the impaired body part, so if you develop a radiculopathy and you have all these neuritis and neuropathy and these symptoms in your arms and legs, you have to get that diagnosis accepted in your OWCP case 
in order to receive a scheduled award. Just because they find it on exam findings doesn't mean they'll, they'll always accept your scheduled award because they'll say, well, that, that, that we're disputing that. that. That part needs to be added or expanded as part of their compensable award. Um, a lot of people really have trouble with that part. At this point, I'd like to say this. You have to have a special medical report that we talked about that's an impairment rating, okay? They call it a permanent partial impairment rating or PPI in OWCP. All federal impairment ratings should be done using the sixth edition guides and make sure that all your compensable diagnoses are included and covered so that you maximize your scheduled award. Any rating using a different edition will not be considered. And I see that all the time where uh, uh, orthopedic surgeons will use the state workers' comp system and it gets denied. And then you get to the second opinion doctor who's usually going to be more of a minimalist and not going to give you what you deserve. Once a rating is given by a physician, okay, the reporter is reviewed by the OWCP's district medical advisor. They call them the DMA. These DMAs will judge whether or not the PPI report or your impairment rating is accurate. Once the impairment percentage is reviewed and determined, the scheduled award is paid using the formula that I discussed before. Okay, now here's a formula, so write this down. Your OWCP compensation rate, okay, remember you're either two-thirds or three-quarters of your weekly salary page, depending on whether you're married or single or have dependents. Okay, that's your compensation rate, times the number of weeks allowed on the schedule of the injured body part, times the percentage of impairment. Okay, so that's all in 5 U.S.C. 8107. If you want to internet search that, and it provides for compensation to the following list of scheduled members. Okay, I'm going to read them out loud, so we're going to go through them quickly. The arm qualifies for up to 312 weeks. The leg, 288. Hand, 244. Foot, 205. Eye, 160. Thumb, 75. These are weeks. First finger loss, 46. Great toe is 38. Second finger is 30. Third finger is 25. Toe other than great toe is 16 weeks. Fourth finger, 15. Hearing, one ear, 52. Hearing in both ears is 200. It's an interesting number. Hearing in both ears is only 200. Boy, that's not very much. Pursuant to the authority, okay, provided by 5 U.S.C. 8107C, you have to understand that there are other things that are viscera, we call in medicine, which is your organ systems, that and some of the other areas that you uh, are not just musculoskeletal. Okay, and that was added um, and was updated in 2001. And some of those are listed in another table in the 5 U.S.C. 8107 under table C22. And that is breast is 52 weeks, kidney is 156 weeks, larynx is 160, lung 156 Penis is 205 weeks. Man, that isn't very much. Testicle is 52 weeks. Tongue, 160. Ovary, 52. Uterus and cervix and vulvus and vagina is 205. Uh, and skin. Skin is varied. So when you're talking about this table, that's what you use. So when you guys ask me the questions, how do I know what to expect? Well, you use this formulary. I'll give it to you one more time. Okay. The formulary that would figure it out is your OWCP compensation rate, whether you're married, three-quarters, dependents, three-quarters, or you're single, two-thirds of your weekly salary average, times the number of weeks allowed on the schedule that I just read to you, times the percentage of impairment. 
So you would take your weekly compensation rate, number of weeks, let's say it's a hand, and you get 244 weeks. Then you would multiply your, your weekly salary rate of three quarters of it, or two thirds of it, times 205 weeks times the percentage of impairment. So if you got a 30% impairment, you would see the 205 weeks times, say, a 30%. And that, that number is going to tell you what to expect. That's your settlement. So now you know how to do it. All right, guys. So I hope I answered all your emails. I hope anybody else that has those questions after the other podcast, that gives you a better understanding of the, uh, the compensation component, the monetary part of it, okay? So I guess I got, does, I guess that uh, just about does it for our episode of Federal Workers' Co- Coffee Break Podcast. This is number 20, by the way. I want to thank you for listening and want to remind you to share this podcast with other federal workers you think would benefit from this information. I really appreciate those that do that, and I see more and more people saying they do that to me all the time in emails. I also get emails telling me things that they like and don't like, and I've got a few people who give me some suggestions. There's a friend of mine who's a comedian and actor that um, gave me some tips that um, has done some Hollywood work. So um, I appreciate that. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a uh, media person, but I know this information is important, so that's why I cover it. So, um, if you need an approved medical provider in my area for your DOL, OWCP, or Longshore case in Florida, just uh, reach out to me. I'm located at two different clinics in uh, Tampa and in Jacksonville, soon to be Oklahoma City. Uh, You can make a consult with me to discuss your case, or if you know someone in Florida who's recently injured and they need help, you can call the clinic at 813-877-6900. Uh, Also, listen, I know a lot of you guys are in other states and you want me to assist you with your claims or with your uh, uh, problems with whatever's going on with your claim, including scheduled awards. Uh, You can call for assistance uh, or you can uh, email me at fedcompconsultants at protonmail.com. And I like hearing from you. To be honest, I get lots of emails and I don't mind helping you help your doctor. I know a lot of you guys have a hard time finding doctors and I get, that's my most commonly sent email is, um, hey, do you know a doctor in this state? I can't tell you how many I get that says that. All right, I need to warm up this coffee and get going. As usual, I want to thank all of you who listen and all those people that are out there who put on that uniform, that badge, deliver that mail, take care of our veterans and make this government run. I give this as a big thank you. I do this for free for you. We could not do this if it wasn't for y'all. And remember, if you have an injured federal claim and you need assistance, I'm here to help. See you next time.